when we're negatively impacted, we're usually assuming negative intent, even though when we look at ourselves, we're like, gosh, I mean, maybe one in a hundred, one in a thousand times, mm-hmm. am I actually trying to do that? Right. So I just want to point out how rare it is for somebody to actually have the intent so that when we are negatively impacted, maybe, just maybe there's a little bit more room in there for us to be like, huh, mm-hmm. what was their intent? Like, let me think about that before I, you know, go talk to them. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Just so you know, this is the third time attempt that <laughs> I tried to record this. <laughs> this audio is just like, Rawr! yeah, we're just getting a little bit stuck. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. So we're going to go at this again. Before we jump into the content today, Will, you and I ended the last episode with a conversation about we were going to update the rest of you on a decision making process that you and I were in around how much we're going to share or what exactly we're going to share on the podcast. And for those of you who heard that podcast, we just wanted to update you to let you know that we haven't made a decision yet and we will keep you posted when it's appropriate for us to do that. And for those who haven't heard that episode, you can totally ignore this yeah. and we'll move on to the content. Yeah. Okay, great. So what are we going to talk about today? So today's topic is a great one. It's called assuming positive intent. Yes. This is a practice that surprise, surprise, we turn into a vow. <laughs> but it's really, it's been a really helpful for practice for us. And practice is a key word here because it's truly a practice. We can never commit to always assuming positive intent. It's committing to the practice of it. And what we mean by assuming positive intent is when we're negatively impacted by something that, I'll just speak here, when when something that you say to me or an action that you do negatively impacts me, how quickly can I go into practicing assuming positive intent rather than how we usually habitually orient towards when we're negatively impacted, which is you must have had a negative intent. Yeah. So the difference between the intent and the impact is something that is sort of like a huge aspect of communication and conversations, right? And who's the authority of which and who's, you know, how do we take responsibility for our intentions? How do we take responsibility for the impact on the other people that we're not intending to have? How do we, as negatively impacted people, how do we address that, you know, in a positive way that can help get through something? Absolutely. And having a shared agreement that we, as the speaker, we're as responsible for the impact as we are for the intent is, is a shared agreement that I think elevates conventional communication to a new level that creates possibilities. Totally. So... You have a couple examples. Yeah. So let's start with scenario number one. Okay. 
Scenario one is an easier situation to assume positive intent in because I'm already regulated. I'm relaxed. I'm having, let's say, an easy day. The example that comes to mind is ordering some food and the food that comes out is not what I ordered. Right. So I'm not likely in that scenario to assume that the restaurant or the waiter was trying to hurt me. Get it. He like he had it. He was out for you. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, I want to give this guy bad food or the wrong the wrong food. Right. Yeah. So I'm more likely to assume that some communication occurred or some mistake or someone wasn't paying attention and the level of negative impact is pretty low in right. that situation. Yeah. So it's easier for me to stay in my right mind, to stay in my frontal lobe and my human potential to be with the experience. Yeah. Great. Okay. And then the second example. Second example is a more advanced example um, where it's much harder to assume positive intent. So in my mind, it kind of reflects the depth of the threat response that occurs in the situation. So you often say that it's hard to assume positive intent when there's a big negative impact on you. Right. So if it's a bigger trigger than a smaller trigger, I think it's harder for sure. For me, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So the bigger the threat response, the harder it is to assume positive intent. Yeah. And we're in the wrong part of the brain to be able to do that. So it takes effort. So here's the example. Okay. We're walking down the sidewalk in our neighborhood. This happened a couple of days ago. Uh, it's 60 degrees. We're outside taking a walk in January in Colorado. It's amazing. Our dog is having a great time. There's a lot of other people with their dogs out. I'm holding the leash. And we see, I see a, another dog owner who's on her phone and not paying attention. And there's a narrow passage for us to get around her and her dog, who's about three times the size of our dog. Yeah. And I think a little bit of context is that I have had hard situations historically with encountering dogs and the dogs will not be friendly together. And so I'm paying attention to like, are the dogs happy? Are they going to get along? Are, you know, what is the state of the dog? And are they, is it a dog that we want our dog to encounter? So I'm continually tracking this on every single walk that you and I are on. And in this particular walk, you had the leash. You're holding Biggie Smalls, which is our dog, Shorky. <laughs> um, you have the leash, and I yeah. think you're a little bit ahead of me. Yeah, or you're, in front you're of walking me. a little bit behind me. Yeah. And in this particular occasion, I'm very aware that we have a little passage to get through. Uh, and Where, like, the dogs are not going to, like, be able to have contact? Is that what you mean, or...? I mean that the other person's dog was older, the owner's not paying attention, mm -hmm. there's a much higher chance of some kind of aggressive moment. Right. And so I'm actually being careful and making sure that we get through there quickly. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then in my ear from behind, I hear you shout my name uh -huh. loud and I get startled. Okay. And when you get startled, you have like you were negatively impacted. Right. And were you thinking that I was like hypervigilant? Were you thinking like, what was the thought that went through your head that didn't feel good to you? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that Chris is not acknowledging how aware I am in this moment and how careful I'm being of the situation. Mm -hmm. And there's also like a 
why is it so hard? Like we're just having a great time and all of a sudden now we're not having a great time. Mm -hmm. And there's a kind of a victim energy in myself of like, God damn it, I was having such a great time on this walk and now all of a sudden we're going to have a conflict. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we just slow this down for a minute, I negatively impacted you by what I said, by calling it your name with some sort of like, well, you know, like. I'm sure it also reminds me of my mom calling out my name, you know. <laughs> totally. So if we're looking at intent and impact, then if we break that down, it seems to me that your first reaction wasn't going to, oh, she has a positive intent. She cares about the dog. She doesn't know if I'm tracking. Mm-hmm. Of course she would respond. And the intent of my shouting out to you wasn't to have a negative impact at all. Like I would never, I'd never want to have a negative impact on you. But if I were to dismiss your experience of being negatively impacted and just was like, whatever, get over it, you know, like mm-hmm. you shouldn't have been negatively impacted because I was looking out for our dog. You know, mm-hmm. if I was had any of that kind of gaslighting mm-hmm. attitude, it's not honoring your experience. Like there's no way for me to actually say you weren't negatively impacted. Like I don't have any right to say how you were impacted or not right. impacted. And you don't have any authority to say what my intention was. Only I can right. claim my attention, intention. Right. So, but it can get tricky when we're not honoring each other's experience. Absolutely. Yeah, so there is a kind of automatic in my system in that moment tendency to go toward god damn it like I just was having a great experience now I'm not it's her fault like she just ruined my experience. Right. Right and to be revealed here I wasn't seeing any indications visual or verbal indications that you were tracking that this woman wasn't paying attention to her right. dog and so for me, like I'm looking out for the safety of you and Biggie Smalls and this other dog and the whole situation. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Your intent is to protect our experience and our little 11 pound dog Yeah. from having a traumatic moment. And when breaking this down, you know, my understanding is that when I react that way, that you're actually not it doesn't actually support what you need in that moment of like it dysregulates you in some form and it probably is creating more of a situation that we don't want, which is if you're caught off guard, you're surprised, you're a little, you get dysregulated, then potentially even the, you know, the potentially the thing I don't want to happen could happen. Right. Because my attention is now on you rather than on the other dog and the other owner. Right. Yeah, so it feels like this might seem super nuanced to people as they're listening, but it is in these nuances of unpacking this together. Like when this happens, we go and we unpack this together and we're really getting each other's worlds around impact and intention. And the longer that we move from assuming negative intent or the longer it takes us to get from assuming negative intent to assuming positive intent is directly correlated to how quickly we're going to move that through that rupture. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. And maybe this would be a good time to talk about the steps that maybe I would have liked to have taken in that moment. Great. Yeah. And there's no cookie cutter approach here. This is just what seems to work for me. And so this would be, you know, potentially some, 
something to offer for anybody who gets into a situation where they're negatively negatively impacted by their partner or colleague or coworker or anything like that. Sure. Is that true? Absolutely. Any situation with another person. Yeah. For me, the first step is to breathe and connect with myself. So like you notice that you're triggered. Notice I'm triggered. The last thing I want to do in that moment is use my vocal cords. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You bitch. I'm going to dig a big hole if I do that. So going inside, Mm -hmm. not dissociating, connecting. Mm -hmm. So Um, breathing is the first mm -hmm. one. The second one is... Asking myself questions. Okay. Like, I wonder why Krista's dysregulated. Or I wonder if we've been in this situation before. What role am I playing in creating this difficult moment? Mm -hmm. Uh, What support did Krista need that I didn't give her? In this passage, how did I fall down and not tell you, hey, I see that dog owner and that she's on her phone and we're going to get through this. What would have helped you to make the passage past that dog without getting scared? So would you say in short, it's taking responsibility for how you participated in the dynamic? Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then to me, the next step is that is so important is to ask questions to you about your experience to really get your world and try to understand what is going on for you mm-hmm. in a non-judgmental way. Mm-hmm. Just so I know you and make contact with you, what's going on there. Mm-hmm. When we're negatively impacted, a few things can happen. One is that we turn a blind eye to it and you know we make up our own stories of, oh, I'm just overly sensitive. Oh, nobody else in this situation is impacted. Maybe it just it's just me. But if we're truly practicing this level of relationship with each other, anytime that we're negatively impacted, it's an opportunity for us to work it out with the other person for two reasons. One is to like, help me, you know, help me understand, like when you said, well, and you shouted it really loud, I really felt like you were accusing me of something or I did something wrong or I felt startled. I'm sure you didn't want to have that kind of impact on me, but let's talk about that. Was that the kind of impact you meant to have? Like there's like a checking out of there's getting my world, but there's also a checking out of like, Hey, this, this impact happened. What was your intent? And there's another piece here too, which is if you're not letting me know how you're impacted, you're not giving me the opportunity to grow as a human being right? in my areas of like, I really care about how I impact people. And I often have blind spots about how I impact people unless I'm getting the feedback that I need to do something differently. Exactly. And so if you had not, if you checked in with yourself, which I think is, you know, very responsible skill set first, and then you're checking in with me, like had you not checked in with me and just turned a blind eye, then we're going to have resentments. There's going to be some level of a chasm between us and our connection. And so I really appreciate the way that you orient towards how you're, when you're negatively impacted. Well, that brings up an important aspect, which is having the courage to claim what you need in the face of your partner when they're dysregulated. That's hard for me to do sometimes. And it's so important, like you're saying, to challenge whether that automatic reactivity was necessary in the first place. Mm -hmm. For example, with the dog, Mm -hmm. we both saw that dog and we both saw that owner who was very distracted on her phone. Mm -hmm. There was plenty of time, in theory, Mm -hmm. 
for you to say to me as we walked up to that situation, hey, I need to make sure we get through here okay. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. Which you didn't do. Right. And so then we had a fire alarm at the very moment when we were passing the dog, <laughs> which distracted me from the situation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And as we're talking about this, I can see in some form, like my mind going to myself, we've talked about this before. We've ruptured about this before. Let me just be quiet and make sure Will has this, but that's not actually supporting your success or our success. If I'm not saying something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a couple more little distinctions about assuming positive intent But before we do that, we just want to share one thing. Yeah, we just want to acknowledge that, as you can tell, this is a very deep level of nuanced processing and picking apart examples and learning and growing from those experiences. And it's not everyone's cup of tea to go that deep into processing as a couple. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) It's totally okay. And for us, it really helps put a more solid level of foundation inside of the security exactly of our we exactly this is how we gain strength in our secure attachment so we can function securely together we'll be right back from this break we hope you're enjoying this episode i want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner we compiled our top 10 relationship agreements Agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance, and now back to the episode. Okay, a couple quick distinctions that I want to make about assuming positive intent. I want to make clear that assuming positive intent is not ignoring or excusing bad behavior and using the concept of assuming positive intent as an excuse so that you don't have to have an uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversation or something that feels like a confrontation. Like I might want to make that super clear. Like right. I think some people can go into, Oh, I'm sure his or her or their intent was amazing. And they meant, they meant well, mm-hmm. but then I guess it depends on the context of the relationship. You know, when you choose to go into really sharing a negative impact, But if you're using in any of your primary or important relationships, business partnerships, marriage, whatever kind of coupleship that you're in, if you're using it as an excuse not to address negative impact, then that's not what we're talking about. Right. And for a number of reasons, I mean, not the least of which is when you call out negative impact, it causes me to look at my automatic patterns, which in general are not the kind of patterns that support us embracing the potential that we have together. Right. Right. Totally. So it helps me ultimately might be uncomfortable, 
But it's ultimately, if the agreement is that we're here to grow together and uh, we have each other's back, we have each other's blind spots, then we are obligated to, inside of that agreement, to step up to, to it. step up to it. Yeah. 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 And I also want to include that there's other things like, even if it's not a big trigger or rupture, that is really supportive to gain clarification on. So for example, we've been working out a lot together about four days a week. Our bodies are continuing to change. And my body historically responds pretty well to when I use weights and it, you know, like my arms get bigger, <laughs> you know, like these kinds of things. Yeah. And at times you have said something like, wow, you're really muscular or something like that. And my cultural conditioning around what that means is, especially as a woman, like mm -hmm. I might, you know, take that in a way that is like, okay, I need to help. I need to understand, help me understand what you mean by that. So I'm not taking it the wrong way. That I might be criticizing your body. Yeah. By saying that. Totally. Okay. And so, so I just want to point out that exploring intent and impact can be on different levels. It's not, it doesn't have to be just a big trigger, but it can mm -hmm. be very small mm -hmm. communication as well. Right. Okay. So then I just want to create an invitation here for you who, who's listening to this and who's, who wants to explore this with your partnership and you see the value of it or with close friends, I would say primary relationships. The invitation is that any time that you're negatively impacted or you think you may have negatively impacted somebody is a really good moment to lean in and check it out. So not only if you're negatively impacted, are we suggesting that you explore this, but if you think, okay, hey, gosh, you know, I said something in that meeting and it could have had a negative impact on so-and-so because they had a funny look on their face. I believe that if we're not leaning in, in important situations or important communications to make sure that there's not a negative impact over there, I believe that we're not actually taking responsibility, like you were saying, well, about the kind of impact that we're having. I don't want to leave it to the person to say, to come to me and be like, hey, I was negatively impacted. I want to also check mm -hmm. it out if I think I may have had a negative impact. Right. That's kind of the pro level of being aware of potential impact while you're coming with positive intent and, and taking responsibility for what you perceive in the, in terms of the nonverbal communication of how someone's reacting or responding to what you're, what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Well, all right. Okay. So how frequently would you say that you have an intent to have a negative impact through your actions or your words or anything else? And with, you know, keeping in mind that we're human beings and sometimes we have a little jab here and there, you know, that we need to clean up or we can clean up if we're responsible for it. But how, how often would you say that you have a negative intent in your actions or speech? It feels very rare, like, you know, one in a hundred statements or less, uh, maybe one in a thousand statements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So isn't it kind of funny that when we're negatively impacted, we're usually assuming negative intent, even though when we look at ourselves, we're like, gosh, I mean, maybe one in a hundred, one in a thousand times, mm -hmm. am I actually trying to do that? Right. So I just want to point out how rare it is for somebody to actually have the intent so that when we are negatively impacted, 
maybe, just maybe there's a little bit more room in there for us to be like, huh, mm-hmm. what was their intent? Like, let me think about that before I, you know, go talk to them. And often when I give myself the permission to explore what I think their intent may have been, and I put myself in their shoes, usually I can come up with some pretty valid reasons why they said or did the thing they said or did. Right. Even if it negatively impacted me. Sure. Yeah, it's, I can't remember where I heard this quote, but the 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 gist of it is, and this especially I think is true, like let's take social media, for example, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but when someone says something negative about a post that you put up and, you know, the, the kind of place I go with that is like, are they trying to hurt me? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, I'm assuming that, you know, that person probably has a, for them to go out of their way to say something negative about me and in, in public like that mm-hmm. on the record, what kind of bad day are they having? What kind of crappy life are they living? Totally, you know, totally. what kind of shitty relationships are they in? You know, right. what, and so this idea that people are out to get you right, right. <laughs> versus everybody's out here trying to survive and just keep their mouth above the water of totally, life. Totally. Yeah. 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 And you're right about social media in terms of like, it's so easy to hide behind our computers and phones and not really take real responsibility for the impact that we're having when we leave comments mm-hmm. like sure. that without context or without, you know, that we don't have, we can't hear the tone in the voice. We can't hear the intent sure. behind what they're saying. It's just, it's a great, great place for people to hide out and not take responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now if you are curious about what you're hearing and, and you're as geeky about this as we are. Yeah, exactly. We have a challenge for you. Which is to go practice this where it's a little bit uncomfortable and let us know what happens. Like yep. We really want to know what you're learning, what you notice, and if this is helpful. And you can DM us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. Yeah. Go out there and try it out. Go do it. <laughs> we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If this show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We.